Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thank you for tuning in. This is Power in a Half Hour, and I am Coach Mark. Now, in the next 30 minutes, you're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super successful. I hope you're ready because guess what? I know that I am. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. The name of this show is Keep Moving Forward. All right, once again, that's Keep Moving Forward. And the quote that we're going to start the show off is, around here, however, we don't look backwards for very long. We keep moving forward opening up new doors and doing new things because we are curious and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. Let me go ahead and reread that quote. Around here, however, we don't look backwards for very long. We keep moving forward, opening up new doors and doing new things because we're curious and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. And that was the great, great Walt Disney. Are you guys ready for today's show? Okay, the first person that we're going to profile tonight is Simon Cowell. Now, at age 15, Simon dropped out of school and bounced around from job to job. He eventually landed a job in the mailroom of EMI Music Publishing. Simon went on to work his way up to the A&R position and then form his own publishing company, ENS Music. Unfortunately, his company, ENS, went out of business in its first year. Simon ended up with a lot of debt and was forced to move back in with his parents. That had to have been the most horrible thing, right? Now, he never gave up on his dream of working in the music industry, and he eventually landed a job with a small company called Fanfare Records. He worked there for eight years and helped the company become a very successful label. From there, Cowell spent years signing talent and working behind the scenes before launching the American Idol and the X Factor franchises that made him famous. Although he had a bunch of early setbacks, he didn't allow them to stop him. Today, he is now worth over $550 million. Every week, I'm going to give you testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony of people that had suffered early setbacks, and they did what he had to do. I'm sure he didn't want to have to move back home with mom and dad, but guess what? That was a smart move for him because he was able to regroup, re-get himself together, and now he can buy mom and dad whatever house they want, right? He's worth over $550 million, and his franchises are growing. The second person that I am going to profile is Barbara Corcoran. That's the late, that's the Shark Tank lady. Now, after Barbara sold her business, the Corcoran Group, for $66 million, she thought that she would happily ride off into the sunset into retirement. 
Now, instead, she hustled to become a real estate commentator and contributor on any TV show that would have her on. After doing that for eight years, she got a call from Mark Barnett Productions, the famous creator of Survivor and The Apprentice, and it seemed as though the dream job that she always wanted had finally arrived. Mark Burnett was starting a high-stakes reality show called Shark Tank on ABC and asked Barbara if she wanted to become one of the investor sharks. Three weeks later, no, two weeks later, she signed the Shark Tank contract and began daydreaming about her new life-to-be in famous Hollywood. A few days before she was to board her flight to Hollywood, she received a call from Mark Burnett's assistant explaining that they had some bad news they decided to hire a different shark. After she hung up the phone, she clunked her head down on her desk in disappointment and disbelief. But then she did what she always did. She got back up. She decided to send an email to Mark Burnett, and this is how it read. Dear Mark, I understand you've asked another girl to dance instead of me. Although I appreciate being reserved as a fallback, I'm much more accustomed to coming in first. I think you should consider inviting both of us to L.A. for your tryouts. Here are the reasons why. I do my best when my back's against the wall. I love the heat of the competition as I've learned it brings out my best. I've had all my big successes on the heels of rejection, and frankly, it's right up my alley. There was Sister Stella Marie in the fifth grade who said I'd always be stupid just because I couldn't read. Then there was the New York Old Boys Network trying to lock me out of their real estate fortunes until I became their largest competitor. Then there was the Donald himself who wrongly swore in court I'd never see a penny of the $4 million commission he owed me for saving his behind and making the largest land deal in the city's history. And of course, there was my ex-partner, Ramon Simone, who parted ways with the words, you know you'll never succeed without me. I consider your rejection a lucky charm. That's how we need to start looking at rejection. Just exactly how this lady did. Now, let me continue her letter. If you have both ladies in L.A., you can mix it up a bit and see which personalities make the best combination for your show. I found in building teams myself that the combination of personalities is always more important than the expertise or strengths of single individuals. You may even drop a man for me because, believe it or not, I'm just as smart and mean as the next guy. Last, I've known from the get-go the shark role is perfect for me. Everything I've done so far in the business and TV worlds has made me ready. My style is different than the other sharks, and your audience would fall in love with me. I've watched 37 Dragon episodes so far, and I know I could rival the best shark on each show in shrewdness and personality. It seems to me that the same two sharks steal most of the shows, and I know I'd be one of them. The reputation you have in your field is equal to the reputation I have in mine, Mark. I know you're the best at what you do, and I trust you will reach the right decision. I booked my flight for the 6th and hope to be on that plane. Thanks, Barbara. She hit the send button and the rest is history. That email got her invited out to win her seat on Shark Tank. Now, Barbara realized that successful entrepreneurs do not quit. 
They consider rejection to be a lucky charm. She didn't give up because she knew Shark Tank was what she wanted and knowing what she wanted and working towards it is what got her a seat on that show. Barbara's favorite entrepreneurs on the show have, have had the same spirit, that same gumption to keep going after what they believed in, even in the face of tremendous personal and professional obstacles. The first thing she looks for in people who are people who know how to pick themselves back up. Did you guys hear that? The first thing that she looks for in people are people that know how to pick themselves back up. Because I can promise you this. If you're trying to accomplish anything great, you're going to fall down. And you have to be able to pick yourself back up. Pick yourself back up. Now, the third story that I'm going to share tonight is the story of how Hawaii was discovered. I know you're probably saying, what does this have to do with anything? Just listen on. Hawaii was discovered around 81,000 by a group of seafaring Polynesians who inhabited and explored many of the islands in the South Pacific. Now, if you look at a map of the world, you will notice that Hawaii is one of the most isolated spots on the planet. It's incredible that Hawaii was discovered when it was because of its location. Because of its isolation, they would never have known Hawaii was even there. They suspected it was there, though. They noticed a bird called the golden plover, which migrated north out into the open water every year, so they figured land must have been out there somewhere. They just couldn't see it. All right? So they set sail from the Marquesas Islands to follow them. The island is as close as you can get to Hawaii, but it's still 2,500 miles away. Nowadays, it would take 30 days to sail from Hawaii from Marquesas using modern-day equipment. Back then, they were only using carved wooden boats and their own understanding of naval navigation. They didn't have any GPS. They didn't have any engines. Now, the Polynesians followed the birds closely, but they always flew faster than they could paddle. They could only keep up with them for short distances. At some point, they would lose track and have to turn back. Each year, they would try again picking up where they left off the previous year. Years passed by and they kept getting further into the Pacific, but still never saw land. It took the Polynesians 400 years to finally reach Hawaii using this method. 400 years. After generations of hard work, belief, perseverance, and determination, after years of uncertainty and doubt, they finally reached their goal. So what's the lesson here? This is the lesson. Number one, your big goal is like Hawaii. After a lot of hard work and perseverance, the Polynesians reached that goal and took them years to accomplish. This is what goal setting is like. You know that your big goal is out there, even though sometimes you have no idea of where it is and how far away it is. Sometimes you have to risk going out into nothing in order to get where you want to be. The second lesson your clues to success are like the birds. The Polynesians saw the birds flying in the direction of Hawaii and figured that land was there. That was their clue that they would reach their destination. We all base our goals and dreams on a hunch that we will reach them. Our determination and belief in these clues and our abilities is what, is what keeps us going. And this is the third lesson. Your obstacles are like the ocean. 
Reaching Hawaii meant paddling across 2,500 miles through the Pacific Ocean. Navigating these waters and making sure their boats didn't sink were huge obstacles. All of our goals that are worthwhile are going to have huge obstacles. Sometimes they seem overwhelming, but with enough perseverance, we can usually get around or through them. Now, the ultimate lesson here is that determination and perseverance pays off. You will never get to your destination if you are afraid to leave the shore. Now, sometimes when our ship leaves the shore and gets to the middle of the ocean, we lose power. We lose our motivation. When we lose the drive to do the things that we need to do to bring us closer to achieving our goals, this poses a huge problem for us. In order to solve this problem, we need to understand why this happened. So here are a few reasons why people lose their motivation. Number one, they only see the bad side in anything that happens. I'm sure you know people like this. Now, unmotivated people have a terrible, pessimistic view on their chances of success. This is usually due to a low level of self-efficacy. Self-efficacy is the innate ability to influence the outcome of a project or venture. This is essentially your belief in your ability to get the job done. How much do you believe that you can actually get the job done? This is what your self-efficacy is. Number two, they forget the benefits and rewards. Most unmotivated people get distracted by difficult challenges. They tend to focus on the blood, sweat, and tears that they face when attempting to achieve their goals. They forget the long-term benefits and rewards, which is essential. Hear what I'm saying? It is essential to staying motivated. You have to remember those long-term goals. All right? I mean, you have to remember the long-term benefits and rewards. Number three. They set unrealistic timelines and paths for goals, right? There's no such thing as an unrealistic goal, but there are unrealistic timelines and paths to achieving that, those goals. So people that become unmotivated usually have huge goals, but they end up focusing on the size of their goals and usually talk themselves out of it. By breaking the goal or the project down into smaller challenges, it becomes easier to see results in a much shorter space of time. This will help to stay motivated enough to get to the finish line. Number four, they don't have success habits. Now, changing all your habits at one time can be extremely challenging, but if you start with developing a mini habit, one mini habit at a time, you will be gradually progressing in the direction that you need to go to stay motivated. You can start with a mini habit such as walking up one flight of stairs a day or just for those of you that want to become writers because I've had a lot of you reach out to me that are interested in writing books, write one paragraph a day. That's it. Just start off by writing one paragraph a day. Develop that habit of writing one paragraph a day. That's how you set your mini habits. Number five, they do not seize opportunities. Most unmotivated people generally complain that they never get any lucky breaks. The actual truth is, is that they never seek out opportunities that would give them a chance at success, wealth, and happiness. The truth is that opportunities are out there just waiting to be taken. They are not handed out on a silver platter. Number six, they are unwilling to work hard. They are looking for immediate gratification before persisting and persevering. 
They forget that the only place that success comes before work is in the dictionary. Let me repeat that. The only place that success comes before work is in the dictionary. That's why you have to be focused on doing something that you love to do. Because I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be extremely difficult. Even the thing that you love to do the most, it's going to be extremely difficult. But if you love doing it, it's going to be a whole lot easier for you to persevere. Number seven, they often look to blame someone else. If it's always someone else's fault, it's, if it's always someone else's fault, then they are the ones in control of the situation. If they are in control of the situation, then you have to wait on them to fix the situation. If you take responsibility, then you have the ability to fix the situation right now. And number eight, they don't know how to use their time wisely. Unmotivated people tend to be time wasters. They don't know how to schedule their time effectively and efficiently. Once you learn how to manage your time better, you will feel so much more motivated because you will be able to achieve what most people find really difficult. And number nine, they don't see themselves as being talented. Unmotivated people tend to focus on the skills that they lack instead of focusing on the talents that they possess. Let me repeat that. Unmotivated people tend to focus on the skills that they lack instead of focusing on the talents that they possess. Focusing on lack brings more lack. Whatever you focus on, that's what you're going to bring into your life. So if you focus on the lack, you're going to get more lack. If you focus on being grateful and for what you already have, you're going to get more instances in your life to be grateful for. Now, if you are able to move yourself from being unmotivated to being motivated, this will propel you to your ultimate goals a lot quicker. Here are a few tips to help you get and stay motivated. Are you guys ready? Number one, figure out what you are afraid of. A lot of us are afraid of success. Now, let me give you an example of this. An example of this would be someone that I know wants to open a restaurant but was afraid of the amount of money and resources that it would take to start one up. Once they identified this fear, we were able to come up with a plan that would take very little resources to start and would eventually get them to their goal of opening their own restaurant. Number two, you guys are going to be looking at me crazy when I say this one but cut yourself off from social media. Now, it's extremely difficult to get things done if we spend hours every day staring at the screen, looking for updates from our friends and from those funny pictures and those videos on YouTube. We have to turn off notifications on your phone and set specific times that you're allowed to check social media sites and only check them during these times. Now, if you use social media for your business, you gotta go in with a plan. Because I'm telling you right now, if you go on there, and it happens to me, if you go on there and you don't have a plan of like, okay, I'm going to get in there, I'm going to do this for this period of time, and then I'm getting off, you will end up sucking up an hour or two of your day. And that's when you get unmotivated. You're going to get mad because you're not getting any work done. You're not moving closer to your goal. All you did was like a bunch of pictures. Number three, recognize where, when you're at the top of your game. This is very important. Figure out when you feel and work your best and then do all the things that take the most brain power during these times. Now, one technique that I use is that I have a running list of when I do and don't work the best. So for me, I realize that 
I'm very, very creative. I get great ideas early in the morning and late at night. So I'll write that down, right? And I notice that during the afternoon, I don't like to do a lot of work. I get very easily distracted in the afternoon. So I'll try to not answer the phone or not talk a whole lot on the phone during the mornings. And then usually I'm up till 2, 3 o'clock working in the uh, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. So most people are going to bed. So it's very easy for me to work and get a lot of stuff done during that time. So you have to figure out what times work the best for you and schedule yourself to work during those times. The times that do work good for you, don't allow other people to distract you. Don't allow yourself to become distracted. But you got to write these things down so that you can, train, you can retrain yourself on the times when to work. And the times that you don't feel motivated, rest during those times. So during those times, that's when I run around, I'll do my errands, I do stuff that doesn't cost, that I don't have to do a whole lot of thinking for. I might go to the movies in the middle of the day because that's an unproductive time for me. So I might as well do it, use the time doing something that I enjoy. Number four, create rewards. Reward yourself with something you enjoy for accomplishing tasks and milestones. The bigger the accomplishment, the bigger the reward. Just make sure that the reward doesn't set you back from your goal. An example of that is, let's say you want to lose some weight and you set an exercise goal. And you go ahead and work out for two hours today. Don't go home and eat a chocolate bar. That just kills everything that you just did. So make sure you set some sort of reward that's not going to work against you. Number five, organize your work area. Now, this is one that I definitely need to work on. Spend a few minutes every day cleaning your work area. When your workspace is clear, your mind is clear. And the final one, number six, rest. When you are overwhelmed and you can't work anymore, take a break and relax. When you are tired, the only thing you can do effectively is rest. I can tell you the other day, I can't remember if it was Friday or Saturday, I was just completely exhausted. It was matter of fact, it was Saturday. And I just, you know what? I got home and I decided to take a nap around like six or seven o'clock that evening. And I took a nap for about two hours and I was able to get up at around 10 and I was able to work till four o'clock in the morning. And I worked so much more effectively and I got so much more done because I rested myself. Now, that's all the time that I have for this week. But if you want to go back and listen to this show or any of my other pre-recorded shows, you can go to www.powerinahalfhour.com. Once again, that is powerinahalfhour.com. I love the comments, the suggestions, the questions that you guys are sending me. Continue sending those to me. My email address is powerinahalfhour at gmail.com. Once again, that's powerinahalfhour at gmail.com. And guess what? You guys got some friends that need to hear this show right? Sharing is caring. So make sure you tell about three people about this show, right? Because this show right here can change a few people's lives. We're trying to change millions of lives. Now, the quote that I want to go ahead and end the show with is, don't dwell on what went wrong. Instead, focus on what to do next. Spend your energies on moving forward towards finding the answer. Let me repeat that. Don't dwell on what went wrong. Instead, focus on what to do next. Spend your energies on moving forward towards finding your answer. And that is Dennis Whitley. Now, until next show, 
I'm Coach Mark, and this was Power in a Half Hour. Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Starr. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour, and join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week. It's not that unusual When everything is beautiful It's just another ordinary miracle today The sky knows when it's time to snow Don't need to teach a seed to grow It's just another ordinary Give this say wrapped up for you every day. Open up and find a way to give some of your own. Isn't it remarkable? Like every time a raindrop falls, it's just another ordinary miracle today. Words and Make it all my spring It's just another Ordinary Miracle today When you wake up every day Please don't throw your dreams away Hold them close to your heart Cause we are all part Of the I 
see skies of blue and clouds of white. The bright blessed day, the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of people going by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, "How do you do?" They're really saying, "I love you." I hear babies cry. Much more than I ever knew, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world! Yes, I think to myself, what a wonderful. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.